Hello and welcome to another episode of the Caring Support Podcast. My name is Kaylee and I have with me today a very special guest, music therapist, author, and executive director of the Canadian Association of Music Therapists, Jennifer Buchanan. Welcome, Jennifer. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, we're so excited to talk to you today. And this March is the month of Music Therapy Month to raise awareness for music therapy. So it just seems so fitting to have you on the podcast today. It's absolutely perfect. Yeah. All right. So without any further ado, let's just jump in here. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure. Um, I mean, it's so interesting being asked that question because, okay, how young do we start? But, you know, thinking about what we're talking about today, I first started to look at music therapy when my granny suggested it. Um, And I would have been around 16, 17 years old. And um, I had already spent time in music for most of my life. Public education was uh, really, really um, good to me when it came to music opportunities. And, And I would have an opportunity that when my granddad had a stroke, granny would ask me to sing, you know, with him and with others. And so I had already seen some of these, all the things we now see, which is that, you know, music can transcend uh, a lot of challenges that people may feeling. It can boost mood. It can improve motivation. I'd already been seeing that. And then Granny came to me and she said, "Uh, Jenny, she's the only one who can call me that. Jenny, (laughs) um, have you heard about music therapy? And I hadn't. And we would watch a program together on television about it. And soon I would apply to go to become a music therapist. I would complete my internship after school in Calgary, Alberta. And I have stayed here. I originally from Vancouver area and have stayed here. We're now a team of 20 certified music therapists. Um, Our youngest client's two months old, our eldest is 104, and then also being the uh, executive director of our national organization, using a little bit of a different hat, um, I'm able to really be there and, and, and support the greater efforts of the profession across the country. So it's uh, been a good journey so far, still lots to do. that is such an amazing story uh music is something that's always been super important to me we were kind of talking about this before but uh it is very like there's a connection in there between music and therapy that is just so incredibly special and it is it it does transcend everything and it it just creates this different type of connection not only with yourself but with other people too yeah so how many instruments do you play (laughs) it's (laughs) What a good question. Um, <laughs> I'd like to tell you millions of them. Of course. But, um, you know, uh, I'm, I, I've got a lot of my colleagues that are definitely um, stronger in more of the instruments than I am. I've played a little bit of piano. I play guitar often. I came in as a vocalist and we use a wide array of um, 
uh, percussion instruments, but we also use other things. Like we also use a metronome to actually help people with their gait or, or we might be, um, using songbooks to do a lyric analysis and, and different worksheets. I do a lot of work around the power of a playlist for both in clinical sessions, but also for people's homework. And I, I, I would like to say I am much more therapist and and administrator in so many ways um, than I am now a musician, although music truly is at the core of everything we do to do exactly what you just said, to establish a relationship with the people that we're at the bedside with, in the clinic room with, at the hospital with. So so in those scenarios, it is um, it really is about establishing that relationship through the music. That's something that you did with your grandpa, right? That's kind of what got you started. Yeah. It really did. It uh, it was really a simple thing. It was granddad's favorite song. What was not so simple about it was that granddad and I had no relationship whatsoever because he was so grumpy. My entire life he was grumpy, so I just had no connection. So when granny asked me to sing a favorite song, um, I didn't know grumpy people had favorite songs. I certainly didn't know my granddad had a favorite song. And so when I sang it and seeing his affect, his face change, um, tears come, him holding my hand for the first time, all those things happened in that moment. And now I'm able to understand that more, but, <laughs> I was a broody teenager myself and that level, (laughs) right? (laughs) And so that level of connection um, caught me off guard. And, uh, but it definitely was the beginning of me seeing how music has that capacity to be so efficient and so effective for change. Um, And I am forever grateful that I have that story in my life. Yeah, that's that's an amazing story to have, like to go from not really having that connection there to having something as important as this, right, to build your life off that. That's absolutely amazing. So how does one actually become a music therapist? What all what all goes into that? And what would you have for, I guess, suggestions or maybe some tips for people that might be thinking of going in that direction? Right. Oh, I love this question so much. Um, First of all, I want to be, as I tell you about how to become a music therapist, I want to say that this portion of the program is for young people who are in junior high, high school, who are just starting to think, you know, what's going to be my future career. But I'm also going to say it is for the 40-year-old, the 50-year-old who's thinking about a secondary career um, and... uh, because it can really come at different times in our life. And I've seen many people of different ages and experience come in at different ways. Uh, We are fortunate to have uh, education programs right here in Canada. We've got seven of them. And you can find all the details at musictherapy.ca. And these schools offer uh, undergrads as well as master's level programming when it comes to um, uh, to music therapy. We've got 
then a thousand hours of internship that we all do after that. And then there's a board exam. We write an actual board exam so we can become certified as music therapists. Um, the acronym after our name when we do all of that is MTA. And we always just remind people to look for the MTA. And on top of that, I mean, like any uh, allied health profession, we do continuing education um, that we it's lifelong learning within our domains and constantly learning new things, especially because our scope of practice is so big. Um, you may initially start by working in long term care or with kids, and then later on in your life, you might be doing more within neural rehabilitation and mental health. So the scope is so broad and we're always needing more education. That's amazing. Like you said that there's actually an opportunity to kind of start thinking about it when people are like in high school. Yes. Oh, my goodness. You know, I was lucky because I was young. I was introduced to it through granny when I was about 17 or 18 years old. And this has been my only career and I won't completely give up how old I am, but I've been practicing <laughs> over three decades. And, um, you know, there have been opportunities to do other things. And um, I still haven't completely figured out this one yet. There's still so much to learn. It still excites me and, and makes me curious. And uh, and so I, I, I'm under the impression I'll probably continue to do this for the duration of my career. I think that's awesome when you can get into a career where there is continuous learning and always that option for growing your skill set and becoming more a part of the change that's needed right because there's always change that's needed it's in every industry and i exactly what you've just said is why i stay very connected to our national organization and why i wanted the opportunity um to be the executive director this is it's um i was the first and it's an interim position um, but it has been incredible to just be a part of this inaugural um, start to where we're all headed. Yeah. So as the executive director, then, could you give us uh, maybe a little bit of an explanation into Music Therapy Awareness, Awareness Month? What's, uh, what is your Abs goal with that? Yeah, absolutely. So um, definitely doing things like this, reaching new people, um, sharing information to those students, to people that might be thinking about going into music therapy as a profession, not realizing that we have education programs across Canada. So that's definitely a group we want to talk to. We also want to remember to talk to the public and that, you know, if you are going through something and, and it's all of a sudden become a little more difficult than you were expecting, or if um, you've been blindsided by something that has happened, perhaps you've had a stroke, uh, a brain injury, you're looking for rehabilitation. Um, music therapy is, a, is an option as part of the other traditional, you know, in, in addition to the other traditional um, treatments and care that you can receive. And so we want to make the public aware that these are options. And we also want to be speaking to um, 
the provinces. Um, you know, we're looking forward to eventually uh, being able to give the public greater access to music therapy by accessing insurance that's going to cover that. Uh, regulatory bodies across the country are happening right now. In some provinces, we're regulated, and some others, we are not. And we're looking to develop that. So, I guess to answer your question, this the level of music therapy and conversation we're wanting it to be a part of the conversation part of the healthcare conversation and uh, so so that's what this particular month's all about and we want to thank health canada for having us listed as one of the special days of the month so that was terrific that they've included us so maybe you could tell us just a little bit more about what exactly is music therapy. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, I, right, because, I mean, I've already told you how broad it is. And and um, I let's start with the relationship bit. Um, at the end of the day, I'm a therapist and I am going to spend time with another human being, getting to know them hearing what their goals are and creating a um, plan, collaborative plan with them as to how they want to achieve those goals. And a lot of them talk about um, looking at memory and focus. They're wanting to train their brains for, for memory and focus. A lot of people are going to be around motivation. They haven't been feeling productive. They've been over, you know, overwhelmed and, and stressed out. So a lot of people are going to help us um, connect with us for some mood support. And, and music can certainly do that. Um, and then there's going to be people that are... Um, uh, looking for maybe to awaken some creativity, uh, to just feel less isolated and and to feel more empowered. Um, all those things can happen as we do things like songwriting, as we improvise on instruments together, and you don't need a music background to do that. Um, as you start identifying your favorite music, but going deeper than that, why is it your favorite? What was happening when you were first hearing that? Um, as we start going through different processes in order for you to achieve whatever those goals are, and we're there with you, and we're going to help you feel really safe and connected and and to achieve those desired outcomes in the manner that... Um, you feel 2% better, 5% better. Some people are much more than that. Yeah, as a like musician of sorts myself, I guess, I play piano, sing, all that kind of stuff. I often have to remind people that get into my vehicle not to judge me by the playlist that's playing because <laughs> my music, my taste in music can literally range from like classical right? to rap and then country music. And it's just like, just don't judge me because I literally listen to music based on how I'm feeling. So if you get in and you don't like it, like it's okay, you can change it. Just put it back when you're done. <laughs> well, and, and see if you and I were in a session right now, we could talk about that. Like, what does your range mean? And how does this also cross over into other areas of your life? And could we be using that strength somewhere else? Because you've already just explored that it works here. Maybe we can get it working here. So that's just an, an example of what we could do as we work together with people. So I love that example. 
you kind of touched on it a little bit, but there there are some different benefits that come with um, going through music therapy versus just traditional, even CBT therapy just on its own. Like some people can really struggle with the the less hands-on part of it, people typically tend to do better when they, you know, they're they're doing something, right? When they feel like they're not just sitting there listening. So, what uh, what would you say are some of the major benefits that would make music therapy a choice for someone? Um, ex- exactly that. It's that level of engagement that you are engaged in the actual process yourself in the creation of the music. Um, even listening becomes much less passive and becomes much more active as you're taken through um, the guidance in regards to doing that and why you're doing it. Uh, As you work with your therapist, everything's going to be refined over time. Uh, There could be something like some physical change that you're looking for, like maybe you're even looking in your fine motor skills or your gross motor skills. And so we're going to be, um, I guess, just becoming that level of, of personalization. Everything's extremely customized for you. Uh, The other thing that music therapists do a lot of are group sessions, which can be engaging with other people. So now you're taking that into a a whole new way where you might be um, uh, developing on some, some sharing that you haven't been able to do for a while and that now you're going to be doing, but also that feeling of collaboration of creating something. One of my favorite things to do is group songwriting where we all are picking a topic that perhaps is important to all of us that, that over the last eight weeks we've learned this is important to this group. And now we're going to write a song about that and the, and the level of emotion and, and how, how deep-seated that can become within the group experience, and it's theirs. It is 100% just personally for them. That is that is absolutely amazing. It, it just brings a whole other option for people that are looking for therapy. Therapy can be something that people are even frightened of. Um, just depending on, you know, like the preconceived notions of what therapy is. So if there's someone listening right now that's like, I really want to look into music therapy, where should they start? Well, for sure, go to musictherapy.ca and you're going to find other information there. Um, You can also type in whatever your province is plus music therapy and you're going to get the provincial association. And a lot of those places have ways for you to connect directly to the therapist of your choice. Um, I, I really hope that somebody listening right now wants to give it a try and um, and to connect with the therapist so you two can can live that that greater sense of health and wellness and and tap into this incredible resource we call and hear as music. So you said musictherapy.ca, right? Yes. And there's probably a lot of information on there about music therapy and uh, like about the benefits and all that kind of fun stuff, right? Absolutely. Oh, and people might also want to know that World Congress of Music Therapy. So the entire world is coming to Canada this year in July. So the World Congress is happening in Vancouver and you can learn about that at musictherapy.ca as well. 
That is super cool. I, I didn't know that even Canada had like a national association, but now like I'm learning about the world one, so I'm going to have to go check that out. But that is super sure. cool. And you are welcome to join us. Awesome. I will think about that. <laughs> so we're coming up on the end of our episode here. Is there anything that you would like to add? Anything that you would like to tell our listeners or any advice that you would have going into this amazing music therapy awareness month? You know, just uh, it's also brain health month, which is very interesting. March is both of those things. And, and, you know, brain health music's a big part of that as it reaches into all the different centers into our brain. And I just want to remind us all that, you know, mental health is health. Um, music therapy is therapy. And all when these all come together, um, change is possible. And so if you are feeling like, yeah, I need a I need a little boost and I need to try something different, music therapy is a good one to to give a try. Thank you so much for being a guest on the podcast today. I learned so much about music therapy and the different options that we have. And I am really excited to have had the chance to connect with you. So thank you so much again. Thank you for having me. Perfect. Maybe we can look forward to some more stuff in the future. That would be terrific. <laughs> All right. We'll see you next time. Thank you. <laughs>